Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services, and I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs. Again, that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below. When you purchase their services... Let them know Derek sent you. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Brandon, sometimes when you talk on Madden, you sound like Bernie. Like you sound like Bernie Mac. The fuck? That's like Bernie Sanders. No. I only know one black person who sounds like Bernie Sanders. And that's probably Uncle Ruckus. Oh, I mean Killer Mike. My bad. My bad. I said that wrong. It came out the wrong way. (laughs) I mean that shit, too. Welcome to Parallel. I'm Derek. That's Brandon. That's Scar. And if you notice, yes, I put myself first. Scar, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm recovering from a nap. You need to go watch the damn Kings. Who me? Nigga, they the Nets suck. Okay, no, let's get that out not the way the first and foremost. I, I have NBA league pass, and I try to watch the most entertaining teams besides my team, the Clippers. I watch games that are entertaining. Mm-hmm. The clip, the Kings are entertaining every night. I don't care if they win or lose. If you go there with your son, you are gonna have a good time because they put on a show. Uh, so here's the thing about me and the Sacramento Kings. First of all, why? Secondly, he's a Lakers fan. Um, thirdly, thirdly, I, I have basketball practice like every single night. I can't basketball make it to practice a game. ends at six thirty. No, my basketball practice ends at seven, and because Devin doesn't get out of practice until nine thirty at night, I keep my gym open for the girls to get shots up. Also, yes, my son has to be at practice till 9.30 every single night. That's fucking crazy. He don't have to be. Yes, he does. If he wants to play ball, he has to be. Their practice goes from 8 till 9.30 every single night. You can have family night one night. Nope. Not unless it's on a Saturday, which won't... On Saturday, we try and actually do a family night. That's what I said. Family night at the game. No. We play basketball every other day of the week. I don't think my wife would want me taking her to a basketball game on the one family night. You know what I'm saying? I just went to a game with my wife, and we had a fucking blast. I'm sure you did, but there's a few differences between the, what is it, American Airlines Arena? And she had, they they got bars in there. She went to the bar, had some drinks. Yeah, the difference is, one, Golden One was built in a place where there was no yielding 
to make an, a, a stadium or a, an arena. So they already had the rest of downtown built. And then it's kind of like that old game, Sim City. You ever played that before? Where you already have everything built and you tear down one thing to fit something else into it. They took down an entire corner of downtown and then they built the stadium or the arena into it. But as by doing so, they weren't able to sprawl out. So the arena is literally straight up and down. It's the steepest steps I've ever been to. It literally makes me uncomfortable. It makes Nisha uncomfortable. It makes Devin uncomfortable. It's not quite. So don't go up the steps. Sit on the first level. Ball out. Yeah, no. It's the Kings. They can't be that expensive. That is true. I saw the Mavs and the Clippers for less than a hundred dollars a ticket, so there's no way the Kings is that. Where'd y'all end up? Where'd y'all end up sitting at? I'll look at games. I mean, in the corner, in the corner on the lower level, like seven, eight rows back. Honestly, you're right. There's no reason why I shouldn't. You gotta go. I'm just saying, you're a basketball coach. Your son loves basketball. The Kings are one of the most entertaining teams in the league. If you don't even care about the Kings, just go for the entertainment. Yeah, it's like okay. going to a movie or a play. They Darren Fox be speeding up and down the court like a fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. It's incredible <laughs> to watch. Yeah, he, yeah, he's pretty dope. Are they you lead really? the league in scoring? Did you know that they're the number one scoring team in the NBA? It's By incredible. Far. It's incredible every every night. They're like 120, 125, 130. But the thing is, they're literally seven and six, and they won. I mean, they seven can't stop anybody. Game. No, they they won seven of the last ten games, which uh, they're yeah, they can't stop nobody. And that's why it's I mean, entertaining. I mean, we'll make it to a game. Make it to a game this year, just we'll, for entertainment. We Just will. to see how fun that basketball is. That's some good basketball right there. <laughs> Man, I, I never thought I would say it. Them, and you know who else? The Thunder. Yeah, Shea they is doing his thing. It's like the, the five best players in the NBA. And they're doing it without even having Chet Holmgren yet. Entertainment basketball, man. There's nothing right. better. Let me see. You know what? Uh, this is next Sunday. This is this Sunday, actually, the 20th. Was it a day game? Uh, yeah, I might go. I might do this one because it is the Kings versus the Pistons, and I want to see the Pistons anyway. Oh, yeah, they got Jaden Ivey, who's also mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. So I want to do this one anyway. So I, I bet you it's cheap. The Kings and the Pistons, that can't be that expensive. Exactly. <laughs> so I'll, be that see, expensive. I'll see what it looks like, and we'll go from there. Thank you. You're welcome. Are they $45 pretty- for the lower level. <laughs> that's it? <laughs> what do you mean that's it? $45? That's for the lower level, 16 for the upper. That's like nineteen ninety five ticket prices. <laughs> <laughs> I, what? I would, would have had season tickets for that shit. The Mavericks cost way more than that. If you want to sit anywhere in the middle part of the league, in the in middle part of the um the court, so like mm-hmm. from the ba- from baseline to baseline mm-hmm. on the lower level, the cheapest ticket is like two hundred twenty dollars every night. The, the uh, tickets on the sides, like so, lower level on the sides where you can see full court are like one hundred and sixty per. Um, but Man, the tickets behind is sixty dollars. Bro, you can sit court. I'm looking at it now. You can sit courtside at a Kings game. For $756. Yeah, that's that's crazy. 
God damn, nobody must be going to them games. They don't. You can literally, we used to sit, we used to get tickets all the way up and then walk down. Oh, man, nobody's going to these games. That's so sad. They are so good. I didn't mean to hijack the show, Scar. You're good. But so let's see. I've been watching the Kings. There's really no seats available down there right now, though. So, yeah. I might come to Sacramento for a birthday gift. Just like I've always wanted to sit courtside. That was like a dream. It's like one day in my life, I'm going to save up some money and I'm going to sit courtside the basketball game. And then I started looking at courtside seats. I used to live in D.C. at the Wizards games. And they're like $5,000. And I'm like, who paid $5,000 to watch one game? At the That's Wizards? Insane. For the Wizards? Yeah, for the Wizards. Mm. I might come to Sacramento. save. I can save up $700 to, to fulfill a dream. Right. I can't save up $5,000 on a basketball game. That's absurd. Ew. The Wizards. <laughs> you been watching basketball, Scar, or ignoring it? I do not watch sports at all. I I don't I don't have the patience to watch sports. I just don't. I'd rather I rather emotion. play I rather play a video game where I'm actually doing something than to sit there all that time and not actually do anything. <laughs> so, I can understand that. Yeah, I rather I rather I much rather play a game than to watch um sports i just don't care i don't i'm not i'm not competitive i don't really care like who wins who loses you know what <laughs> i mean like it does it doesn't affect me like my my family like a lot of them like really care about football like some of them are like the the fans of the commandos some of them are fans of the cowboys you know fans of different teams and stuff like that and you know those those especially those teams in particular their fans live and die with each win and loss like they feel that shit and i'm just like but you ain't got nothing to do with this. Like whether they win or they lose, then they got shit to do with you. Why the fuck are you upset? Or like, why are you happy that they won? Okay, cool. But like, I mean, unless you like bets and put some money on it, like, well, that's part of it. Fantasy, but, fantasy but, sports change fandom forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but like my family, like they just really just want the bragging rights over each other. Like it, it's oh, not man. even like they're putting money down on it. It's just like you know the Cowboys win and they're really happy. And when they lose, don't fucking talk to me. It's like it, it's the <laughs> it's Cowboys not- lost. Like you didn't lose anything. See, you that's too far. That's the fanatics. But I, you know, I literally, you never cheer for any team. You never got behind a team. I'm not a. I'm not mm. a. I'm. I don't understand fandom. I don't understand fandom at all. Like I, there's there's certain things that I'm that I will like, I will put a cape on for, but not a sports team. Like I I like it I like it when LeBron wins, like you know what I mean, like that type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, and that's pretty much it. Like there's some people that I really care about that like if they win or they lose, that's cool. I keep up with what's going on, but I don't actually watch the sports. Watch the games. Nope. So one last thing for Sports Corner, Rashani. When I was growing up, when I was younger, I used to watch them Kings games when Chris Webber and Mike Bibby was there. And they were sold in Arco Arena. And they were sold out every fucking night. And them people went crazy. Yeah, because they're front, they're 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 fair weather fans. 
I was going to say, but they seem like they were diehard fans. No, they're diehard. Look, so here's the thing. The Kings were diehard. The, the, the Kings fans were diehard fans all the way up through the Jim Les era, the, the Dwayne Coswell era, all the way up through when Mike Bibby, when Bobblehead and all of them were there, when Jay Will was there, when they were, mm-hmm. when Chris Webber was there and they made it to the West Conference Finals, they were there all the way through. They got and then screwed you know by what the happened rest. next? No, they yeah, got screwed yeah, by the rest. Yeah, they did. They did. But then you know what happened? Honestly, what? Back then, when the Kings were good, the Warriors weren't. Oh, okay. And then the Kings started sucking, and the Warriors became top notch, and all them Fairweather fans went straight to the Warriors. Are y'all close enough to the oh, yeah. San Francisco for people oh, yeah. to be Warriors it's, fans? It's like it's like an hour and a half drive tops. Oh, okay. So those Kings fans turned to Warriors fans. And now if you look around, you just see a whole bunch of folks with Warrior flags. And I'm just sitting there laughing like, this is your king? <laughs> At least I know where I am. At least I know who I support. Like, my brother, he's he used to be a Laker fan, too. So here's the thing about me. I was a Supersonics fan, like, diehard. Like, those are my guys. And then they became... The Thunder, so I couldn't support them anymore because you so know, you grew up in California rooting for the Supersonics. My family's from Seattle. My my dad's ah. side of the family's from Tacoma. So okay, you know, um, he was one who took us everywhere. And so there were two teams. It was always he had video of, and I tell folks about this. He has video of Jack Sigma and the Seattle Supersonics mm-hmm. going up against Jamal Silk Wilkes. Yes. And the Los Angeles Lakers. That was the one video I watched continuously as a kid because he had it. Magic Johnson and James Worthy flying up the court and silk on the outside with that ugly ass jumper against Gus Williams and downtown Freddie Brown, downtown Freddie Brown and the incomparable Dell Ellis of the Supersonics. So those were my two teams, one and one A. So when the Sonics left. I went straight to 1A, the Lakers. And then they got Kobe. And, or they had Kobe, but then they got, like, they had that run of just really, really great. And everybody was like, oh, you're a front runner. No, they were always 1A. And then they got LeBron, and my brother was 1A with me until LeBron got there. And then for some reason, this nigga's a hater just like everybody else. He was like, fuck LeBron. I don't even like him. Uh, fuck LeBron. He's a fucking whiny motherfucker. So he became a Kings fan. And I was like, what? <laughs> so this nigga became a Kings fan and was like, yeah, I'm doing it because, you know, he has a young, he has a son too. And he was like, my son deserves to, you know, be able to root for his home team. So I'm going to root for his home team too. Plus LeBron's a bitch. And I was like, that's what I was waiting on. That right there, that part where you, you know, said LeBron's a bitch, that really overwhelms everything else. That was a good sports I don't, I don't really understand the, the 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 people who are really really against LeBron against LeBron. Like I don't like LeBron ain't never done nothing to nobody. Nope. Like like he is the most scandal free like superstar basketball player. Superstar I mean, even Jordan all... had like babies out of wedlock or or had secondary kids or had the gambling issue. LeBron ain't had shit. Have you ever seen the um the videos that say that um they really think that Jimmy Butler is his child? The looks on his face, I can see it. They think yeah, he's it's... Michael Jordan's child? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I can see Michael getting his Jimmy up in there. Resell tickets for one oh nine each. Eh, that's corner. People don't like LeBron because of Skip Bayless. This is the hot take debate show era, and that changed how athletes get covered. The athletes in the 90s and 80s, we would think way differently of them if we had 24-7 sports and debate shows and Twitter back then. Imagine Michael Jordan losing in 86, in 87, in 88, in 89, getting punked by the Pistons with Skip Bayless on TV every day talking about how he's fucking up. That didn't happen. So what you get is that gets erased, and all people talk about is he went six for six in the 90s. And that's all you remember. But until then, nigga ain't never get out the first fucking round. Well, he made it to the conference finals back to back, but he lost to the Pistons. Well, I mean, no, I'm sorry. He never he never made it out the first round without Pippen. Yeah, before Pippen got there, yeah. But also, that's a sports talk debate show thing that people just bring up to balance shit. But honestly, those bull scenes were fucking awful. It was him. And a bunch of nobody and Dave Corazon <laughs> and nobody, <laughs> and he was out there just destroying everybody. <laughs> Let's be real; it was I'm, Jordan. I mean, we had like LeBron didn't do Theus. the same thing. It was Jordan and Reggie Theus. That was well, you know. It. Well, you know that's where um, Juanita came from. Mike mm-hmm. took Mike took her away from Reggie Theus. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That wasn't in the Last Dance. <laughs> <laughs> he mm-hmm. stole her. That's why Reggie don't fuck with Mike. <laughs> yeah. Juanita, Juanita was Reggie's. So, yep. Now, now the this thing with um with 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 Marcus and Pippen's wife is fucking hilarious. What Marcus Jordan and Pippen's wife? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. That is interesting. Oh um, God. there was a there was a rumor going on, you know, because you know Pippen went on a. Uh, fuck Mike tour after the last dance. Yeah, and he put out a book and all of this kind of stuff, saying of how you know things are between them, blah blah blah, whatever. Then, then there was a there was a rumor that Marcus was with Larsa Pippen, and it was like, huh, that's weird. And then Michael Jordan took a picture with his son, like, I'm proud of you, son. This is the only time we've ever seen Michael Jordan say he is proud of his son. <laughs> this is the only time we've ever seen this. But yeah, and then uh, you know, for the past couple of weeks, they they've been they've been out and about. Um, Marcus and Larsa Pippen have been kind of out and about. Brandon. She gotta be 20 years older than him. I was gonna say, what do you think about this, Brandon? When they when they got married, he was when 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 she got married to Scotty, like this this dude was a little kid. Like he was He was literally coming to games. That's the best thing. I mean, that's some real pettiness. That's great. That is super petty. I would love to talk to Stephanie about that. That's super petty. That's some housewives stuff. Yeah. And and for what up, Scotty? What up, Scotty? Hey, Larsa. Hey, Larsa. Is this, Larsa. Uh, is this a reconciliation? <laughs> Get back together. Did, did Scotty buy you the fourteen carat ring? Where's future? Looking good, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> it's still no. The, like hearing it 
is not the same as the look on Scotty's face when the nigga said that shit. Like <laughs> that look on his face says everything. Where's future? <laughs> he says understood. it's so meek. I never it's understood so why famous people date the same people. It's like a small circle. Because that's, that's what they that's Because what they you around. know ain't nobody gonna come after your money. And and that's that's just who they're around. I mean, look, that's that's really it. What Scar said. It's it's, it's who's in they in their area. Oh shit. Where's future? <laughs> Marcus Jordan is 31. Larsa Pippen is 48. Please move this window away from Oh, shit. <laughs> Look on his face. Is this, uh, is this a reconciliation? You guys back together? Did, did Scotty buy you the 14 carat ring? Where's future? Looking good, Scotty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, y'all. That nigga look like, what? Nigga, I'll fuck you the fuck up. <laughs> you are not alone. I'll fuck you the fuck up. <laughs> Where's future? <laughs> you know that nigga said that from all the way in the back of the crowd where nobody can see him. Where's future? And then ducked. <laughs> we got the picture. <laughs> Oh boy. No, but Scotty knew exactly who said that shit because you see him following that motherfucker because he moved. <laughs> he moved. He didn't just say that shit. That was a spray and pray. Like he said that shit and he tried to get the fuck out of there. Scotty followed that nigga, yo. Scotty saw that nigga like clever girl. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Where's future? Oh shit. I love that so much. So speaking of um Things that I should love. I fucking hate this show. You don't hate the show. I hate this show because I love what's happening so much. And there's nothing I could do about it to see more. Let me see if people are even talking about it. I have never heard anybody talk about this. You know what? I have ran into like five people now who are talking about it, but they come to talk to me about it. Come to talk to me because we have the podcast. And talk to me. You know, I really won't. I really won't. You know, I got a, I got, I got a homegirl that's actually paying money to go see them soon. There's only two left, aren't there? Nah, they all coming back. They all gonna be there. They all broke it. He broke. Yeah, who who all gonna be there? Like it's it's <laughs> like it's it's, 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 it's the out. Who all gonna what, be there? That's what Cisco said before he went back to work with Drew Hill. <laughs> who, who all gonna be there? <laughs> Nokia coming. <laughs> oh man! So episode eight of Counterpart is called "In from the Cold," and it starts off with Nadia looking at. Or Baldwin looking at Nadia's violin. Is her name Nadia Baldwin? I don't know. I was um, wondering where the fuck she's been at. Yeah, they they didn't use her much in the second season, like at all. Not really. But she eats she eats breakfast and she walks to Nadia's grave where she has an impromptu meeting with Spencer, the the adult, who tells her, you know, kill Emily Alpha. If you do that, we'll we'll leave you alone. 
Also, he takes time out to tell her, you know, being curious about your other is fucking tedious. Why fix what isn't broken? Mm-hmm. Emily uh, Prime calls Anna to save Howard Alpha, and it turns out Anna's a doctor. I didn't know that because I wasn't really paying attention back then. Same as at the beginning of the show where we were like, we didn't know that Claire was Shadow because we weren't really paying attention to her until we needed to pay attention. Same thing for me and Anna. So she comes in and she's saving her. 100%. She's saving Alpha's life, and Alpha's like all out of it because he's going into shock and losing so much I, blood. I love the, I love the, when she's talking to him and she's calling him dad, and he's in, in dad? his delirium. He's like, who the fuck is dad? Who's dad? <laughs> like, <laughs> I ain't got no kids. I got balls. <laughs> I, I have balls. Um, but she gives him she sings a song to him that his mom used to sing to him and he used to sing to her he was like I know that song and she was like you should you sing to me he was like no 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 that's not it no the fuck I didn't (laughs) I ain't your daddy that's your daddy boy now go ask uncle daddy for $20 (laughs) (laughs) uncle daddy (laughs) isn't that from close no, Did y'all watch Claws? I watched some of it, but I know for a fact that that's from Def Comedy Jam, which is where a lot of folks from Claws, like one of the, Niecy Nash, I think. Niecy Nash was on Claws. Yeah, I think she was also Def Comedy Jam alumni. I think. No, she was uh, 911, Reno 911 alumni. Yeah, Reno 911. I get my comedies mixed up. But yeah, no, that's... I think that's earthquake. That ain't that ain't your daddy. I'm your daddy, boy. <laughs> no, go ask your uncle for ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, that that shit is like um, it's like uh, grandma. Can you can you pass uh, daddy the 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 salt? That's not daddy. That's that's Uncle Junior. I know who I passed it to. <laughs> <laughs> so Claire walks into the alpha version of the school where her and Peter fled to, and she declares the version to be close to her own. Uh, She leads Peter into a room where there were bunks in the prime school, but at the alpha school, there's only one bed with a canopy. And she tells Peter that Indigo owns both of the homes and that the one in the prime world is for sleeper cells to stay in until they get activated. Wouldn't that shit be dirty as fuck? Like, do they be dusty? Like, ain't nobody been here. No, nah, because like, Spencer, the the his cell just got activated recently, and probably Mila as well. No, I don't think so. See, and that's I don't the other think thing. That's true. They don't give us a real backstory. They it, probably it, would it, in the third season. Yeah, I I am under the impression that they've they've been doing their thing for a little bit. It it ain't been, you know, it is they they have they have been active most of their adult lives. That's that's what I got from the conversations that they that 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 they've had with Spencer. Like he's been active most of his adult life, but he sat around for a while when he came over because he came over when they yeah, were kids. Yeah, no, but, but his whole cell may not have got activated all at the same time because the girl that uh, Claire taught is in their cell. Yeah. So they may not have all got activated at once. They may have just got activated as needed as they cleared out the person on yeah. the other side. 
Yeah, it just seems same weird. as because remember the three who um the three who bought when murdered they probably were in that indigo building. No, they were in Obama that apartment. We saw them. them. We saw them in that apartment. They weren't in that building. No, but they might have went. Yeah, true. They came over from the other side and went straight to that building, didn't they? Yep. They didn't go there. So, yeah, I don't know. But Peter's like, I don't think it's a good idea that we're here. But she's like, they won't be back. Once they leave, they don't come back. We're safe. Uh, Prime is looking around Claire and Peter's house, and they're both gone. So he hops on the train and goes back to Alpha's house with a bag of groceries. And he's like, hey, y'all. The guards who were who were following him are standing out front, and they're shook when he just shows and, back up. Like, hey, and they don't on? say, and they don't say anything. That's the weird thing. Mm-hmm. It's like they like, nigga, what the fuck happened to you? A nothing. They don't say shit. <laughs> just like you got us, you got us. Emily asks what's wrong with them, and he blames the guards. And she says that they're safe there, and he's like, we aren't because the people who want you dead are gonna react. And she says, this isn't your area of expertise. And he realized, yeah, she's right. This ain't supposed to be my area of expertise. Uh, you right. you right. Uh, but we need to figure out what our enemies are going to do next. And she proclaims there's nothing that you can do about it, Alpha. And I'm certain that acting weak is just so fucking difficult for Prime. <laughs> like, right, I'm supposed to be a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think it's I don't think it's difficult for him because he really kind of slotted into that life. Yeah, but I mean, once they're in danger, he's but, like, "Yo, this yeah. ain't this ain't the move." Yeah, he like, wanted he want to go off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but he got to act timid because that's what. And he keep having, and you can see like how many times he has to back off, like things that he knows that he knows. But he can't say it because he's not supposed to know the shit that he knows. So he kind of backs off it a little bit or he tries to say, oh, yeah, I, you know, I kind of came across this and, you know, earlier in my life. Yeah, there's some shit like I learned how to figure out codes and shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Right. Emily says that she knows that Howard wants to be a part of her life and he agrees and she says, but not like this. <laughs> he says he didn't know about all of this. And she says, you weren't supposed to know. Um, and and she says, but she thinks he's always known these things. And he says, yeah, I, I knew there were things I wasn't supposed to know. And she's like, yeah, what things? And then he sighs and says, not long after we were married, there were nights that you made excuses about going out and running errands. And I was suspicious. Uh, she's like, you know, that was like three decades ago so that's a really long time to be suspicious and he's like yeah i know but his dad used to make excuses just like that he'll put their dog rocky on a leash and go around the corner to the off-track betting place and so prime learned so where the fuck did the dog go while he was in the betting place i don't probably that's got the tied place. up out front mm-hmm. people leave they kid if you got a gambling habit i've seen people leave their dogs in cars and do all sorts of shit we've read about people who on single simulcast rest in peace we read about people who left their baby in the car to go to a fucking bar. So these people will do what they have to do to get their fix when they're addicted. You know what I'm saying? But Prime learned that there was a way that people tend to speak and behave when they lie. And if that's not bars, I don't know what is. Also, this episode is really a whole lot of... uh, monologues between two people like just scenes between two people it's really claire and peter 
and the alpha and prime from each world interacting separately. Um, so one night when Emily Alpha said she was going out to run errands, he followed her thinking it was an affair, but all he saw her doing was making marks on road signs. And that was almost three decades ago. And she's like, why didn't you say something back then? Why, why are you? And he was like, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why he didn't do it, but you know, Emily asked him if he knows what could have happened if she, if he had talked with her back then. And he's like, I've been thinking about that a lot recently. And Emily says that you could have been a part of my life. And he's like, yeah, or else we could have ended up hating one another. Because he knows that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, let's make it better now. Let's work together. Let's turn this place over. And she asked him to help her work out where their enemies, what their enemies are going to do next. Let's turn this mother out. And he nods at her. Um. Meanwhile, Emily Prime and Anna walk back to Anna's car, and Anna confirms that while their agency works for the UN, her parents are spies, and she's she's very happy about that because she used to make up stories that the both of them were superheroes when she was like eight. And Emily asks her not to tell anyone because that'll put their lives at risk. It has to be their secret. Howard is shot. Their lives are at risk right now. Mm-hmm. Claire thinks back to her first day in school as she walks around and she uncovers a table in the, in the room and Peter comes in and asks, what, what room was this? And she was like, this used to be our classroom. And he asks her what type of class she had at school. And she tells him that she taught classes as well as was a student. They just going to raise their baby in that busted down house with no electricity. I mean, no, it looks kind of like I a think, mansion. I think they are. And if it, if, if, I think if it was a, a safe house. I think it's a transition place. Like we need to figure out what the fuck we're gonna do next. I mean, also, I'm thinking that if it's a if it was a safe house, Indigo has electricity in there. They just ain't turning it on because they don't want to alert anybody. Why are there lights on in this house when we know nobody's here? It looks like it's in the middle of nowhere. Who's gonna see and, this? And, shit? and, and uh, later on, when they're walking around, it seems like there's lights on. They put a fi- They made a fireplace. Yeah, but that doesn't light the rooms, the other rooms that she's walking through. Uh, that, one fireplace, that, that one fireplace does not light the other rooms that she goes through. They they were there at night, so it wasn't it wasn't daytime. Well, uh he asked what type of facts that were taught about his world and she's like, Do you think I'm incapable of individual thought? And he's like, Well, you were indoctrinated. And she says truth doesn't need to be indoctrinated. She says she spent her whole life preparing for this. And then she tells him about Mira, who he doesn't know about, but is the one who put them together. She tells him about the plan that Mira wanted for a better world where power doesn't rest in the hands of management. Uh, She actually parrots what Mira learned from Yannick about how she knew that they would destroy each other in the end, the two worlds. And so Mira looked to return the balance of the worlds back to what it was before the flu. And Peter asks how, and Claire's like, I don't know, and I don't really want to know. And she tells Peter that Mira has evidence that the Alpha world created the flu, a memo written by an agent of Alpha's world. And Peter's like, does that justify somebody abducting children and murdering innocent people? And she said it's all for the greater good. Also, we don't know if that's true. Like Mira telling them that they have, that she has that turned out to be true. Like the whole the 
this world calls the flu is true. But when she's telling the kids that they might that might have just been, you know, propaganda to get them mad. She may not have told them or showed them the actual thing from the actual agent. Um, Peter mentioned Spencer, the baby. And Claire says, don't do that. But Peter's like, you mentioned a better world, which to me means one better world. Well, which to Peter means one better world. Um, but Spencer's a part of both worlds, so she has no part in this. And Claire says they they won't hurt Spencer. And Peter's like, they don't care about individuals. Mila was terrified when she died, and yet she did it, Claire responded, for the greater good. And Peter asked the question to Hour, which is, what in the fuck does that mean, Kobe Bryant? What does the greater good mean? More greater good. It... <laughs> You're welcome. Is that what Mira fed them from the school all those years? He said the problem is that Claire isn't naive. There's no way that she can believe this shit. He asked her if she was brainwashed, and she says he thinks it's so fucking simple, but he will never understand. And then she walks out. Emily Prime tells Anna that they were attacked by foreign agents, and yes, they carry guns. And Anna has mixed feelings about that. At the same time, Emily Alpha finds a gun in the hall closet and bangs her knee against a table. She remember, or yeah, she remembers the setup of their apartment being different. For starters, they had a piano. Anna gives Emily Prime Howard Alpha's medication, and as she's leaving to go home, she sees a keychain with a horseshoe on it on the table next to the door and pauses. She picks it up, and Emily asks what's wrong. And Anna says the keychain reminds her of why the safe house they were in looked familiar. And she remembers a big old white man or what horses. She tells Emily Prime that she had taken her to the manor. Emily said, was in rehab at the time, but she had snuck out. What's going on, Brandon? Emily couldn't even hide her face. I don't know how her daughter didn't pick it up, that that wasn't her. Right. Because her she mama could. was looking at it. Unless she just thought, oh, you you know, you used to be so fucked up. Of course, you don't remember taking me there. But I would have been like, you would know if your mama was fucked up when she took you to a, a, a vacation home. She'd probably be acting fucked up, not painting pictures of you and acting normal. Mm-hmm. But she was a kid. She ain't normal. Too. But also, she, she why like, would you assume that anyone could be your mother, right? So you got to think about it in like reality. Like, of course, no one is a clone of my mom. That doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. So there's that part, too. But yeah, I mean, I could see where Anna would be like, she just wanted her mom because her mom was in rehab. When you're in rehab, you generally can't connect. You can't really touch people. It's usually like you're on the outside of this looking in. So, yeah, if my mom comes and says she's taking me away for a little while and we get to spend time together. Oh, I want to be with you everywhere. Um. And she was in, like she said, Emily was in rehab at the time, but Emily told her that she had snuck out. And that's why she told Anna that this had to be their little secret. They even made up names. Emily was Belinda and Anna was Mariah, like Mariah Carey. And remember when Emily was a kid and her mom said that her made up name couldn't be a singer? Yep. This was her, you know, living through that, that past. Uh, It was the best weekend that Anna had ever had, and it was just the two of them. And she was about eight, and there was a church by the water, and why doesn't Emily remember it? 
And at the same time, Emily Alpha picks up a painting, turns it around, tears the support paper off the back, and pulls out a childlike drawing of the church by the water with two people standing next to it, holding hands. And it's signed, Anna. She on some shit, bro. Mm-hmm. She on some shit. Like, she literally went over there to see a child that wasn't hers mm-hmm. and to actually spend time with her. And all of that, some, she on some shit, bro. So all the stuff that Yannick was talking about. But, hold on, wait, wait, wait. If there was another world and I could and, and I could be with my son, I probably would do it. Oh, I know you would. And it's literally the same situation, the same circumstances. Yeah, I, that, now that I say it, like, yeah, I probably would. And I, and I wouldn't hold that against you. Like, it wouldn't be surprising to me at all if you would. But I mean, yeah. at the same time, if you were to do something like that, I also think that you would tell your significant other about it. True. I, I, I believe that would be something that would happen. Um. So, yeah, she... Anna said that Emily snuck her back into Uncle Eric's house and Anna never told anybody. And she actually thought it was a dream because Emily Prime never brought it up. But it was real, wasn't it? And Emily Prime looks confused and Emily Alpha looks ashamed. She said she shouldn't have brought it there, the picture. She should have never brought it back home. And Prime looks at the picture and sees a signature and says, do you know who Anna is and have you met her? And Emily Alpha says she has on the other he side has many to, times. And he has he is trying his hardest to pretend like he doesn't know any of this shit. Mm-hmm. Like that this is where like the acting acting comes in. Like he is really just trying to get her to spill without saying anything himself. Mm-hmm. And she um tells him that. She's been going over there for years and Prime says to see Anna and Emily says she doesn't want to talk about it. But Prime says she has to because we're doing this together. That's what you said. He hits the perfect whiny note. Mm-hmm. To make it like I need answers. Um, and she turns back to him and says she was their daughter over there. She was just a little girl and her mother wasn't around her other. So she took her to the place where her mother used to take her to ride the horses. And she tries to convince Prime. She was our baby, too, that they, he, even gave her the same name. And she looks stunned when she's like, why would he, he looks at her and why would you do that? Like, literally, this is not Howard Alpha's voice. This is Omni-Man. Like, why would you do that? Right. And she's like, well, wouldn't you? If you knew she was alive, wouldn't you want to know? And Howard looks at her devoid of all emotion. I mean, he looks like he's in prime mode. Yeah. What do you think about that scene, Brandon? I don't know why she got so upset. Like, he was saving her. Weren't y'all talking about the scene where he went off? No, no, no. That's that's at the end. No, that's at the uh-huh. end. We're talking about when Howard Prime finds out that Emily Alpha had been going over to see his daughter. Oh, I mean, he should have known that. She was a spy. 
He knew she was. He knew she was a spy because she was giving him information. Yeah, and they also and they also knew, especially um, Emily Prime knew that there was pictures of her at places that she wasn't. Mm-hmm. And she said in one of those, at least one of those pictures, she said, "I was in rehab." It's, so it's, this definitely isn't me. Mm-hmm. The fuck is she doing here? Mm-hmm. I wonder if she was fucking with him, or when when uh, Prime wasn't in the agency, when it, his, when Emily Prime was keeping a secret. I wonder if she was switching back then, or just after she beca- after they broke up. I don't. Think I don't. She was. I don't get the impression that they. I don't get the impression that that's the case. My my question is going to come very in in a, in a very short order. Um. So you know what? I'm just going to let you do this. I'm okay. just going to let you. So Peter changes Spencer. We're back to Peter and Claire, and goes looking for a diaper rash cream because she has a rash. And he's being a good father. But while digging through a diaper bag, he finds a flash drive from Pope admitting to Mira poisoning Claire's parents. Meanwhile, Claire flashes back to when Mira tells her that she's going to be the one who changes everything. And then she hears rustling as she flashes back to playing hide and seek with Spencer, the boy. She walks to her house and shines her flashlight on Claire as a child. And child Claire asks her, basically, why did you kill me? And adult Claire says it's because child Claire had everything she wished she had and no one loved her. And child Claire asks about Peter and adult Claire says that Peter's just afraid of being alone. And child Claire says it's lonely where I am. And then Peter wakes adult Claire up and he has a flash drive and he confirms that he heard it. And he tells Claire that when he first found out about her, he came apart because he had been living a lie for years and he was blind to it. And she says she isn't falling apart. And he's like, it's okay. And she starts crying and asks what she's going to do now. Everything that she knows is what they taught her. And Peter says, this is the life we have and the cards that we were dealt. And without you, there's no Spencer the baby. And he wouldn't change her for the world. Spencer. Even though he should, you know, because that would definitely alleviate that diaper rash. Um, He says that he doesn't know all. She says that he doesn't know all the things she's done and that he wouldn't like it. And she says, maybe she is a fanatic. She's made up a million reasons why that recording couldn't be true. That maybe it was a test and it was given to her on purpose. And she feels like such a failure. And he tells her that they put that in her. They took a little girl and molded her into what they wanted her to be. And she says she could have resisted. And he reminds her that you're just a little girl. And she tells him that she almost drowned once before the flu. There was a riptide, but she hadn't seen the black flag. And the water was so warm, she she didn't get out. And there was a man on shore screaming at her to swim sideways because that's what you're supposed to do. But it didn't work. And she got tired and she got pulled under. And she remembered that the water was so violent on the surface, but it was so calm underneath. But then she got pulled back up into the violence, up to the surface. And she begged Peter to let her go under because she doesn't want to be there anymore. And he says that he isn't going to do that. She's like, maybe you're brainwashed too. And he's like, maybe for you. And she asks him what's wrong with her. She sobs and asks why she still loves Mirror after everything she's done. And he says, there's nothing wrong with you. She loves Mirror and hates Mirror all at the same time. 
which to me is pretty much the same place that he's in with Claire. And she looks at him and says, she may know what Indigo's about to do. Scar, what were your thoughts? You're on mute, Scar. Sorry. And I've been I've been talking this whole time. Um I'm wondering why no one responded to me. That's okay. But um that's my fault. Um I like I was like because she was like, Oh shit, I know what it, I know, I think I know what's going on. And I was like, do tell. Like I was like, I like you you are the only person who could have figured this out by now. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you didn't actually put none of this shit together until right now, like right, right now. Come on, you, you were. She told you you were the most important person to this whole thing happening, and you just now figured out what the fuck this was. I was like, "Come on, dog!" Like, for real, you just, you just got this now. But you know what? I want to know what the fuck's going on. So that's where I was at that point. Brandon, what about you? I missed what you were talking about. I missed you too, Brandon. What happened? What part? I told you I've been zoning. I was zoning out for something. I'm paying attention now. Uh Uh-huh. When she was uh, telling him about how Mira... um, had indoctrinated her and brainwashed her and everything and how she just really wanted to end her life at that point in time and how Peter saved her. Like I honestly felt at this point in time, I thought about the Peter uh, alpha who are, yeah, Peter prime who's in echo asking if he was the good one or if the other Peter was better than him. And at that time I was like, nah, the other Peter ain't better than you. You're the good Peter. But now well, no, th- oh, wow, no, Peter's not good. You can dead that. The good he's not, Peter. He's the had good Peter sounds to do like the a, right thing. The good Peter sounds like a porn parody of the good place. I struggle with this because I have sympathy for people who are in cults. However, I don't, you have to have a certain part of you that's okay with chaos to be okay with like, killing a whole bunch of people like there's something like you can be brainwashed but there's also like part of you that like at that point you had to know like because you know how to pretend to be good right you know how to pretend to be a good person you know how to pretend to fit in society and do the right thing so if you know that that's how you're supposed to behave and you're still choosing to do like this nefarious thing to murder all these fucking people uh then i don't i still have some sympathy for you but not that much. And even at this point, she's still defending that shit. She's yes. still like, I still think it's the right thing to do. Exactly. That's the that's the part about this is she's so deep into this, she can't separate. Like, And she knows what's real and what's not at this point. Mm-hmm. But she still can't separate this shit in her own mind. Mm-hmm. She knows that it's fake. She knows that they killed her parents to take her to do that. At that point, I mean, I don't, I'm not a psychiatrist, a psychologist, so I don't know the psychology of cults and brainwashing. But I feel like at the point where I find out that this person that I looked up to 
actually lied to me and killed my killed my parents to take me to mold me into this person. And I'm a grown ass person. At this point, I think like you should start to see that's that's where Spencer comes back in when she is starting to be disillusioned by her. um, Let's see. uh, Indoctrination. That's when Spencer shows back up and pulls her right back in. Just when she thinks she's out, right back in. Um, she, see Spencer but, building fucking bombs. But still, like Spencer, uh, no, like Spencer, Spencer showing back up. It was like her way of getting pulled back into all of this, and then Spencer takes it one step further by showing her all these kids that she grew up with and like like put put pulling her deeper into all of this like no 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 we need we need to make sure that you back like for real and like i i think i think she started to be disillusioned by the whole thing but spencer was the the reason why she got brought back i mean he hit it and all that other shit like you know she finally got that release of how she felt about young Spencer and old Spencer gave her that wood. And she's just like, Oh, I I think I might be back in on this. Even though she knows she shouldn't be. I was being quiet just in case there was more. Nope. I mean, cause that was a good conversation. Yep. Emily Alpha says that, um, Howard and Emily prime divorced decades ago. And she thinks they were only together for nine years. Emily Prime was a mystery to her because she was unpredictable, a substance abuser, and she had a sick child. Uh, She said that she never met Howard Prime, but she heard things about him, that he was high up in strategy and that he's recruited for some special forces. She had heard he was a violent man, unlike you, she says, the... Howard Prime. She yeah, she up. looks. She looks this man dead in his face and said, um, "He didn't have any kindness in his face, not like you." Mm-hmm. She had glimpses of him, and there was no kindness in his face, unlike Prime. She thinks Alpha's preferable, but she's talking to Prime about it, thinking that he's Alpha. And she here's, first- here is here is my problem with this whole shit. This is where this is where I was going to say something earlier, but I waited till this came back around. Okay, so she thinks that that Prime is a violent man. He's not kind. He is all of these things that her husband wasn't. But when the shit hit the fan, you contacted him, right? You contacted her. She didn't want to bring him into the fold. And, you know, she was keeping a secret. She was keeping a secret from her husband. But you went to the other version of your husband who you said, you just said, was not kind, who was violent, who was all of these things that your husband was not. But when the shit hit the fan, you went to him. You wrote him letters for him to get involved in all of this kind of stuff. And when you got messed up, you told him to get your husband involved. Yeah, but if I wanted to date someone and go on dates and be married to someone, I want somebody kind and loving and sweet and caring. And if I got some shit that's about to go down and that kind, loving, sweet and caring person can't fight, guess who I'm not bringing to the fight? That person. 
but she told the violent one to bring the kind one along after she around right before she got hit by that car. Mm-hmm. She told him, if something happens to me, go get your mans. So why would you want to infect your husband with that? That person that you just spoke so negatively about. Why did you want that? Why did you want your husband even fucking involved with that? Protection. Because he knew he would protect him. Because he doesn't think her husband could handle himself. But he why would he need why would he need protection? He was not involved in any of this stuff. Nothing happened to him until until Prime showed up. Nothing happened to him. He was showing up to your bedside and everything was perfectly fucking fine. There was nothing going on. That, that was no, nothing no, wrong. No, so you're wrong. What would have happened if Baldwin actually got into that hotel? I mean, into that hospital room and, and Alpha was sitting there and she was on the mission to kill Emily. She, he he would have got his ass blasted. They both would have been killed. They both would have been killed quickly. He wasn't. He was. He was in danger because nobody had made the move on her yet. Have we seen? Have we seen Baldwin kill anybody innocent? Other than her targets. I mean, if they're in the way, remember the people that that. I, uh, I mean, everybody who was. Yeah, her targets. They were all three innocent. He murdered. No, but murdered now I'm saying other than friends. other than her other than her targets, we didn't see her go after anybody that was like collateral damage or anything like that. Yes, Prime's friends. Remember the black dude and them other dudes? She, she just apologized murdered for them. that. Dumb niggas kidnapped her. And then she gave him the option to just walk the fuck away. He wouldn't take it. All right, she, then. She like, had to kill him. She could have just sure? put them down. You sure about that? I'm sure. He could have put them look, down and walked out the door. I'm giving, them. I'm giving you the option did right a fatality. now. Let me go about my business. I'm going to let you go about your business. We're going to call this shit a day. And he was like, nah, nigga, fuck that. And I, all right. Nah, nigga, fuck that. Let's do it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's how, that's how the I way I looked that. at it. The way I looked at it was literally like the sigh and eye roll gif of mary poppins when it's like when you have to get involved when it becomes your business like she was like i just want to go home fam like just let me kill this dude and jump out this window no all right (sighs) fine (laughs) it's like it's like um on on thor ragnarok when uh gila is like hey if all y'all bow down to me it's all good and they're like we will murder you. And she's like, fine. I thought you'd be happy to see me. Fine. And smooths her head back and murders everybody in that in that whole area. That's pretty right. much what you you aim to kill me. Not if I kill y'all niggas first. Like, did you not hear a thing I said? <laughs> and then comes out and murks the whole thing. So much better than Love and Thunder. So anywho. Oh my God. A million times better. A million billion times, ladies and gentlemen. This is not even arguable. Like, don't Mm -mm. do it. Like, please do not even try to argue it. Um, So, anyhow, she's looking prime square in the eye and saying that he was a violent man and all that kind of stuff, but she prefers him, Alpha, to Prime. But honestly, Prime's become more like Alpha than in this time then she wants to really you know consider or then she would know 
And he even went out to the grocery store and bought food to cook for her for dinner after going to the restaurant for so many different times. Mm-hmm. Um, she said that she prefers Alpha in the space of Prime is in now, knowing about her past without anger. Uh, she was always running. Uh, Emily Prime had her substance abuse and Emily Alpha had the Prime world as her addiction, but she doesn't need it anymore. She doesn't, excuse me, she doesn't feel like she needs to protect Alpha anymore. And so she throws a picture from Anna into the trash. And Prime follows her to the trash. Like, why'd you do that? And see some of her writing homework and he recognizes it as code. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Emily Prime is on the other side telling Alpha that I've never went to the fucking sea with Anna. That was your wife. She just slipped into my life and she's upset that Alpha impersonates a mother and tells Anna not to tell anyone. Emily Prime has spent so long feeling guilty thinking that Emily Alpha was a better person, but Howard, Howard Alpha is like, she's not. She's just thank one you. That it's I about deserve. time, Howard. It's about time you realize your wife wasn't shit. Mm-hmm. She's just the one that I deserve. He said he knew that. Well, he, well, technically, technically, he realized his wife wasn't the shit, and um, he needed to confront her when he went to Pope to try to get back across. True. So he's already been he's already been feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And he's never felt this way about nothing. Um, but he knew that Emily Alpha was lying where went about where she was going the day she got hit by the car, but he didn't say anything. Emily Prime's like, yeah, Alpha, uh, that Prime knew about that and caught me marking chalk, chalk signals on road signs. And that was the beginning, the beginning of the end for us. And Alpha's yep. like, yeah, I knew about that shit too. I just didn't say anything. So I guess that was the point where they really diverged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One spoke up and the other one didn't. Mm-hmm. He was like, I knew about it, baby. I just didn't care. You just what don't understand it? how much I love you, What's, do you? He's such a sucker. <laughs> I'm here for you. Maybe I'll forgive you. Um, but well, Alpha says favorite, he, Howard Alpha's favorite song is Lenny Williams, because I love you. The stalker that, song. No, no, that's a stalker song. That's not that's not an actual song for someone who actually loves somebody. That's a stalker song. And Alpha's He's a stalker. He doesn't know her, she don't know him. So kind of like Jay-Z and and um excuse well, see, me, Miss. Excuse me, Miss. Yeah, that was kind of but that was all like I imagine all of this stuff happening. No, like no, that was yeah, that was stalker too. But he wasn't no, he wasn't No, he saw her in the elevator. Yeah, he saw her. So he elevator. had a stalker, so, uh, a semi, a light fantasy type song. So the LL, he... LL Cool J with uh, Hey Lover. Yeah, but at least at, at the end of the Jay-Z song, he actually spoke to her. Yeah, that's true. Lenny never <laughs> spoke. Lenny Williams, <laughs> there is no point of that song that you can figure out that she knows who the fuck he is there is nothing the only thing that he says that 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 mentions that they've even had any kind of contact he said she looked at him and she smiled at him that is the only thing in that whole fucking song that lets you know that this lady has any clue that he fucking exists all the rest of that shit is imaginary he's a fucking stalker so fuck fuck that song lenny williams that is not a declaration of love but he's a fucking stalker fucking stalker fucker 
So, um, Alpha says he was always so afraid, and now he's just tired of always being afraid. I always thought that was a whining song, like Keith Sweat. I always put them in the same. I never thought about it as a stalker song. You just informed me. Yeah, like for uh, real. Like, uh, like look at the look at the lyrics. There is nothing that says that they actually they actually met or spent any time together or that she has any idea who the fuck he is. <laughs> <laughs> never thought about that. That's hilarious. Prime as Howard. Alpha wants how much denial it will take for him to see the truth. And it seems like Alpha's reached it. Emily Prime said it's almost over. They just need to figure out Mira's next move. And Alpha says, you know what? What I actually need to do is make a deal with management. They don't trust me because they know that I've been protecting Emily Alpha as always. And she's the one who can't be trusted. Said he needs to go make a deal. And he needs to go back and say things to Emily Alpha that he he should have said long ago. Mm. Prime and Emily Alpha just decode the code. It's a two-part cipher, but they need to find the other part. And he keeps on slipping up, and she keeps almost catching him, but nothing comes of it. Like she's like, "How'd you learn that?" And he was like, "I heard it. It was written on a bathroom wall, I guess. I don't know." He finds the key in Rilke, and they decode her homework, and it ends up being an address: Nordifer eighty-five. She then says she loves him so much, and Prime says he loves her too. She says he hasn't said that since she woke up, and he said he wanted to make sure she remembered him. She says she used that he used to say it to her all the time, and also that you know she'd like for him to sleep in bed with her tonight. And he she takes his hand and leads him to Pum Pum City. In all honesty, at that point in time, he should have said, wait, I'm not who you think I am. Question is, is that right? Yes. Yes. I thought so, too. And I was like, that's not cool. But I feel I don't want I don't condone rape. No, not at all. But. I don't know. If because, you're a spy, because, what you're be, supposed to do in that in that moment, if you're a spy, because, and also, I mean, to her, she's consenting to have sex with her husband. Yeah, but that's not her husband. That's but like that's, a, husband. that's like if you have a twin brother who crawls out from underneath the bed. Oh, if you if you want to hear some weird stuff about uh, twin brothers and oh, I know about thing. Anderson Pox family. Yes, that shit is fucking weird, bro. Yeah, I know the whole no, story. It is right, but I don't know what a spy is supposed to do. But he's not a spy right now. He's at home with... No, he is a spy. Well, I'm saying, like... He's st- he's, the whole point was that he switched spots with his other. Yes, but literally, like, 10 minutes later in the show time, he admits to her, without hesitation, your husband's on the other side. Well, no, he actually got caught. Doing yeah, and he, he told her without hesitation, your husband's on the other side. Well, she knew at that point. She said, where's my husband? You? Yeah, yes. where's my husband? She knew. At this point, he didn't know, so you're but still he a spy. Have, he's not really a spy, though. Not for her. He's not spying on her is what I'm trying to say. There's no, a difference. He's not, spying, he's not spying on her, but he has to. My thing is, his job right now is to be Howard Alpha. 
Yeah, but he could have opened up to her at the point where she was trying to be intimate and been like, hey, I got to tell you something. You've been telling me all these things. You've had all of these revelations to me. I'm not. Where are you going to trust her? That's the thing. She hasn't really given him reasons to trust her. I mean, she's kind of. So, like, I'm not defending it. I'm just saying, if that's your job, I don't know what you're supposed to. Like, when Emily Prime, right? When Emily Alpha was over there taking her his daughter around and shit. If they were still together and he put a move on her, she probably kept it going. Because, I mean, if you're over there impersonating someone, I mean, I guess you could say no, but then, you know, who knows what their sex life is like. It might That might give it away. Mm-hmm. So I guess she... So shit. Like, I had, I had a song pop in my head, and I was about to start. I was about to start jukeboxing. Then I realized it was an R. Kelly song. I'm glad you like, didn't, and I'm glad you didn't pop into a good conversation to tell us that you didn't do something. I think he did, but in the show, he kind of hesitated before he went into the room, like for a couple seconds. He he was almost like he kind of said, "Are you sure?" Like to yeah. kind of to like comfort himself, type of a thing. Mm-hmm. I think he was trying to. I think in I'm I'm projecting, but I think in his mind he was trying to weigh: Should I do this? Do I need to keep up the con? Like, should I do this or should I keep up the con? And he chose to keep up but, the con. But also in keeping up his con, he 100 started to really fall in love with her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, same thing with Howard Alpha. They both did. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And Emily Prime goes to the church and looks out at the sea. She then calls Ian and tells him that they're ready to turn themselves in, but she wants a deal for Howard Alpha. Um, and Claire finds the crates that Spencer's cell were unloading. Uh, Spencer's cell, not Splinter cell. Uh, and they find out that the crates hold a version of the flu virus. They're going to make Alpha World catch the flu that will kill millions, just like the Prime World went through. And Claire has no idea where the virus is. But Peter says they still have to tell the office. Someone breaks into Alpha's house and Howard Prime checks a voicemail from Baldwin at that very moment saying the Indigo is coming for Emily Alpha. He subdues the attackers and kills them both. And Emily Alpha comes out right after he kills the last one and sees the carnage and knows the Prime isn't her husband. Mm-hmm. And he admits it. And she tells him to get out before she shoots him. She's basically like, what? my weak ass husband couldn't do this shit. Basically. But, but at that at this point, someone just tried to kill you. And Take the me person back to just, City. And the person that, who just saved your life, you like, nah, nigga, get the fuck out. It's like Yeah, so it's a betrayal. You know. Don't you need to don't you need to um, you know, like take a minute to figure this whole thing out? Like it I is mean, a betrayal. Just, it is a betrayal. It's, she feels it's, it's a betrayal. It's a betrayal, but at the very least, I need to know why my husband is on the other side. Like yes. she don't ask no questions. I she think just, I would want she to just know, get the fuck out. Or me would be like, is someone else coming? I would turn exactly. into complete self-interest mode. Like, yo, I don't fuck with you, but who else coming after me? Do I need to leave? Like, what the fuck's going on? Exactly. And then you can get the fuck out. But I need to be self-interested in, am I about to die? Is another person walking up the steps and you ain't going to be here? Do I need to get my pistol at least? Like, you can go, but can I have a pistol? Hmm. This is all logical. Well, she had a pistol. 
Oh yeah, she did have a gun. Oh yeah, so she, she, don't she need had hers. Yeah, she but don't still, need but still, she like, hers is. But still, at at some point, like you tried to tell him that you were safe. He told you that you were not. It got proven that you were not, and you're like, get the fuck out, person who just saved my life. Yes. I don't know. I think I would. I think I would have more questions before I'd ask you to leave. You probably would, unless you had just gave up the poom poom. I mean, I. I mean, I, if I you about- if that hadn't transpired, maybe it would have been a different conversation. But that's a real betrayal of trust. Get the fuck out. Don't talk to me like that when I'm hurting, Linda. Like honestly, that's that's probably the two things that that led to that situation. Like. You didn't. You took advantage of me. Get out! I'll shoot you. Don't talk to me like that when I'm hurting, Linda. I don't even know what that's from, so I'm gonna just keep going. It's, it's sling blade. Never leave. Don't talk to me like that when I'm hurting, Linda. Never seen it. So Never seen sling blade. Uh, Peter, no. I just said oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, you need to. You need to watch that. It's the most one of the most unintentionally funny movies ever. Peter introduces Naya to Claire, and. Naya's like, why the fuck should I even let you in? He's like, I know you shouldn't. I know you shouldn't, but I want you to just, I want to introduce you to my wife, Claire, aka Shadow. Now he never says Claire. Did he say does he say Claire? No. He said, I want to introduce you to my wife, Shadow. Shadow. And that's another reason. This is why I'm so fucking mad that this show didn't get another season. There's no way they can resolve all this. No way. In two episodes? Nope. And also, they're making Nia so great in these last couple episodes. Without even having a real moment, she shows up at the end like fucking um, Nick Fury at the end of uh, Iron Man. And just, this is an Avengers moment. And they got two episodes left. That's it. Scar, you got anything? Um... I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna do another um 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 code for discounts. You know, it's about to be Thanksgiving, Black Friday, all that. It's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? You know what? I'm gonna add a code. I'm gonna add a discount code. It's gonna be Black Friday. That's just let's just make this as simple as possible. For sure. And and it's gonna last through the end of November. Black I'm, Friday, dog. I'm gonna order so Black Friday, dog. No, just Black Friday. Okay. Brandon, you got anything? Yeah. Uh, My podcast is coming out of hibernation. Finally. So we're going to record a new episode today for the first time in months. Is it a film review or just... On the Why So Serious podcast. Is it a film review or just life in general? Uh, I think they want to talk about both. I think they want to talk about Black Panther. Fuck you! And then life. Fuck you. What? It's not a movie review. They want to talk about Black Panther, but it's not a movie review. I mean, Black Panther just happened. It's not a movie review, Brandon? If it was a movie review, I would have hit you up. Black Talking about Black Panther is not a movie review. Yes. We're okay. talking about it. We're not reviewing it. <laughs> I feel you. I got to go to practice anyway. It's okay. I haven't it's done okay. a review. I haven't done anything on that. Or I haven't done... A podcast on that feed in months, and they and and Devin and they basically had an intervention with me. 
And they said, we miss doing this. We need to start doing this because it's mostly me. It's my fault. I, I just want you to put up the old episodes. You still haven't put up um, the one with the Snow Patrol. I got to see if I can find it. It should be on my PC. So I'm going to look tonight All right. when, I, when I put this out. So, so yeah, we're, we're recording tonight. Good. So 916-633-1537. Return to Oswald at gmail.com. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-L-K. Scar is on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm there at Ratchet Book Club. The show is there at RTO Podcast. You can donate to the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. You can buy us a drink. Or you can donate on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. Just a tip. You can leave a review for the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that into Apple Podcasts. And then copy and paste that into the Good Pods app. There's two episodes left, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I hope you're as mad as I am. Thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate it. I'll be good. We're going to holler at you later. And I went online and I did that code. It's Black Friday through the end of November. And the website is what? PTCACHandcrafted.com. Peace through colors, arts, and crafts. That's the acronym for PTCAC. Um, Handcrafted.com. Yeah. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace. Peace out. Single simulcast. Don't know my name, and you slip.